Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. Hello, and welcome to the Shoot Your Thought podcast. I have to pronounce my P's all the time now. I did it last week. I'm doing it going forward. Neil, how are you? Oh, we good. We out, we out here. About we out here. Big show ahead. Oh, baby. It's the end of the year award show. But first, let's talk a little bit about what uh, happened this past week for our Toronto home teams. Uh, mm. The Raptors are officially eliminated from playoff contention after uh, the Pacers beat the Cavs last night. The Raptors yeah. didn't even play and they got eliminated. I mean, the That's biggest like... secret that was kept <laughs> by the Raptors, you know. I mean, like... All right, Neil, fine. You finally get to live out your glory as the Raptors have officially... Let's pull the plug on the, the Raptors season, finally. You know what I mean? I finally... I mean, yeah, officially, yeah. We all saw it coming, you know, after the first couple months. You know, the Raptors finally, after much struggle... Yeah. Gave in. It was it was a weird season. It was a very weird season. And you even like you hear like Van Vliet talking recently about how much he misses Toronto. And it's just like it pulls at your heartstrings. Yeah. Like I think we posted um, the other day on our on our uh, Instagram page about the quote that Van Vliet actually said about how he misses like how how friendly everyone is in Toronto, how much safer he feels, how much cleaner it is. We miss you too, Van Vliet, and we're we want the Raptors to come home. Uh, side note: Did you see? Uh, the video of Siakam giving his mom uh, a house. A house? Oh yeah. my god, that was just like the feel good moment of the year. That was awesome. That was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like her reaction was just like, no, no way. Like, where just... was that house? Was it in Toronto? Uh, n- uh, no, I don't think it's in Toronto because they're still over there, right? They're still in Tampa. I don't think they can come back Those to Toronto. In Tampa. So I, yeah, I guess it's in in or around Tampa. I mean. I'll ask him. I'll shoot him a DM, see what he says. But um, Find out. That's a pressing question we all want to know. That is the pressing question. We'll post the results on our page. Um, but yeah, no. What does, uh, what does life look like for the Raptors going forward? Well, you know, Fred jokingly in a press conference after a game, I think it was against the Clippers, jokingly said, hey, like we are the worst, best, the best worst team of all time. And stats will show that yeah. they they are historically like for a team that posts um, the results that they did and to you know not win as many games you know they they were very unlucky this season and injuries caught up 100%, to them hundred percent hundred percent they had the break or the yeah the COVID breakout um, yeah yeah they were riddled with injuries you know I'm proud I'm proud of this team you know like having the adversity going through the adversity that they face this season versus like everything else that they've had happen over the last year plus, you know, like they, but they did the best they could, you know, like they failed in many aspects, i.e. trading Kyle Lowry at the deadline. Um, you still think that was a fail, eh? I.e. signing Aaron Baines, you know? <laughs> okay. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that they, one. They failed in many aspects, but this team has the DNA to bounce back next season. Next season, hopefully they're, they're playing at, um, you know, their home venue in Toronto. Yeah. Hopefully they're playing at the, I keep, I keep saying Center. ACC, but you know, Scotiabank. we can't say that. Um, but, you know, they, they have promising... What they what this team does really well is develop players, and they've developed a lot of players such as Gillespie, Watanabe, uh, Boucher. Those are some names that come to mind. OG took a step forward yeah. this year. 
Um, he could even develop more into uh, an all-star caliber player next season. Yeah, Malachi Flynn. Too. Malachi Flynn has looked. He's, he's shown flashes. I think we're going to see a lot of him this week in the, the few games that the Raptors have left. I think they might even start him. Yeah, there's going to be more yes. minutes when Kyle leaves over this offseason for Flynn. So, you know, this year is important for him to get some run and, and to be a, a solid backup for Fred Van Vliet next year. Yeah, and if I do, like... It's going to be sad the day when Kyle Lowry leaves. Obviously, it's going to be sad for a lot of Toronto. But, you know, if he does come back next season, I hope he has it in him to take a, a lesser role. I think even, like, to come off the bench. Like, let this team grow. Yeah. Know when, you know, to step, take a step back and realize that this team is moving on without you. Also, I think they, they picked up Ken Birch a little too late. I think Ken Birch is is the the presence we needed at center, and I think you know we picked him up right around the time we decided to tank. So that that was another thing. Yeah, they got him for absolutely nothing, though. I mean, he got yeah, bought they, out. He um, got bought out, and we picked him up. And yeah. what this does is, as of right now, the Raptors are in seventh place to you know acquire the seventh pick. Hopefully, you know with the draft lottery, they can move that pick up a little bit higher. They get lucky. But, you know, this this team with a stacked draft class coming up, they're in a good spot to get a nice young yeah. player to, to pair with Malachi Flynn to, um, to to do some damage next season. Yeah, it's it's this Raptors team is going to be fun. I know this is the first time in eight seasons that they didn't make the playoffs, but next year is going to be fun. It's going to be a whole lot different. Yeah. Um, moving across the across same same venue, but uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs have, have clinched the North Division, the Scotiabank North Division as it's called. Um, which, I mean, like, who's really surprised about that? I mean, you know, the Leafs had their struggles. But let's not forget that Amazon Prime has been following this season of the Leafs um, with TV cameras, in the dressing room with them, you know, in the press conferences, on the ice with them. So we knew that something special was going to happen this season. Um, and so we're going into the playoffs now. The Leafs have a couple more games this week. But... Um, I'm I'm trying very hard to contain myself when I talk about how excited I am for this Leafs playoff run. Because, you know, I, I don't want to jinx anything. I don't have wood around me that I can knock on right away. So, like, I'm, I'm, I'm containing myself. What about you, Neil? I think, you know, Leafs are clicking at the right time. They're getting healthy at the right time. It's going to be... I, I I don't like talking about it until it happens. That's the thing. You know, that's like the thing. I don't want to jinx anything. We haven't seen a winning Leafs team in quite some time, and now you know the boys are are growing up into and they're becoming regular goal scorers. There's reason to to be excited this year, right? Like they are. Yeah. Similar capacity as the Blue Jays, right? Like the Blue Jays set themselves up for some success this year. We're gonna wait and see how that comes to fruition, but they just need the Blues just need to get healthy. Is what they need. Here the Leafs are. They've they've been playing lackluster competition all season long, and when it comes time to another to thing. to go into the playoffs, hopefully they can you know elevate their game to a level that can compete with teams like Washington, Boston, and Tampa Bay. Right? Like that's that's all we need. That's the thing. That's that's the thing. And uh, you know, taking nothing away from the North Division, there are just like not there are much better caliber teams out there. Like the Jets, um, the Habs, even um, you know the Oilers, they're they're good they're good teams and they have a lot of good goal scorers on their team. They can put up points, um, but yeah, the Leafs have yet to face this season at least um, teams from other divisions. So yeah, 
it's going to be, you know, when we get out of our division, I mean, hopefully, I, again, there's there's no wood for me to knock on, but hopefully they get out of the division and they, they face these other teams in seven-game series. But we'll see. We'll see. I'm very excited. I have, I know I've made this reference before, um, but I've, I've taken back the X here and I've, uh, we're, we're giving it another shot here for the, I don't know how many years it's been, but we'll be talking about this in the upcoming weeks when they start their playoff matchups. We're giving it another shot, but let's move on to some exciting news that we have here. You're joining us for an exciting show here. It is our end of season fantasy edition of the nba and the nhl so today can i cue the music cue the music welcome ladies and gentlemen to the 2021 thoughty awards name still pending we haven't decided on that yet should we should we call it the thoughty awards hey shoot your thoughty i don't know well we'll think of something uh, but uh, here we are, Neil. Called Thoughtski. Thoughtski. Oh, shoot your Thoughtski. We'll we'll yeah. we'll come up with a vote. We'll come up with something. Name pending. Name pending. Uh, Neil, take it away with our first award. The first award we're going to be talking about here is the One Man Team Award. Oh, baby. What does that mean, Josh? It means who is your most valuable player? Who is the one-man army on your team that, you know, basically kept your team alive or won it for you or, you know, made your team look better than they were? One-man team. Let's start with NBA. Who do you have for your NBA one-man team award? My MVP one-man team, one-man army award goes to Mr. Russell Westbrook. What he's been doing in the NBA and in fantasy is just, it's amazing as the sirens go on past me outside um you know they're excited too so i actually drafted russell westbrook and he got injured fairly early into the season and he was going to be out long term and so i i traded him for pascal siakam i mean did my love for the raptors have an influence did my love (laughs) for the raptors have an influence in that decision maybe maybe they did um, but you know, when, as soon as Russell Westbrook came back, he, he did not skip a beat. He went right back to dominating everything and he fits in perfectly in Washington. I know Washington, you know, they're fighting for their lives right now. They're fighting for their spot in the plan. But I mean, we saw just last night, he broke Oscar Robertson's record for most triple doubles in NBA history. And he's still going, he's going to, that number is just going to keep increasing. Like, it's almost guaranteed for him to get a triple-double every single time he goes out there. And those triple-doubles calculate into a lot of fantasy points. So he's he's putting up points for, like, two or three players. So yeah, he's, he's a cheat code, especially in points code. leagues. Like he, he has been a cheat code this season. Yeah, if you're in a points league and not, like, a percentage league, again, the sirens are going on outside behind me. They're excited. This is um, he needs, He's a fire that needs to be put out now. What about you? Who is your uh, who's your one man team award for NBA? I gotta go with I gotta give the man some some credit here, and even his comp- his partner in crime going down to injury, he's still putting up stats, and his name is Nikola Jokic. Jokic plays for the Denver Nuggets. You know he's pu- he's pulling away in what I would say is like both real life and fantasy MVP. Yeah, yeah that's titles. Funny. And he's having a historic offensive season. You know, he's played all 57 of the Nuggets games so far. He's only averaging 26.4 points, 
He's only averaging 56.9% from the field. That's it? 85 from the free throw line. Only 1.43s a game. Only 11 rebounds. Only 9 assists. Come on. Step only your game 2. up. Only 2.1 combined steals and blocks per game. Step your game up, Jokic. Come on. You know, like, he, he, the impact that this guy has every game he's out there for the Nuggets. The Nuggets are sitting, I think, third in the, in the division, in the conference. Yeah, yeah. and it's you such know, a so. shame, too, because Jamal Murray's out. Yeah. Like, oh, man. Which, which brings even more attention to, to Jokic. So yeah. he is, if this team lost Nikola Jokic... They would have no chance. They would no. They even would with Murray, like, they fall. would have no chance. That's very true. And yeah. Jokic, you know, is is showing his stripes this year. There have been talks with James Harden in the running with Embiid, you know. But like, no team, no player to their team matters more than Jokic does than to the Jokic. Nuggets. Yeah, that's very true. I think he's he's a shoe in for real life MVP. Um, mm-hmm. it, you know, if if Westbrook stayed healthy the whole season, you know, if the Wizards were a better team, I think he would also be in the running. But you know, mm-hmm. that's not the world we live in. Uh, let's move on to NHL MVP, NHL one man army. Uh, my award goes to Mr. Austin Matthews because what he's been doing, oh boy, he's such a joy to watch on the Leafs. He's got the Rocket Richard uh, for most goals in the in the season, just like locked up. He's had that locked up for a while. Um, he's just, he's putting up numbers. He's hes making it look so easy. And, you know, he hasn't really had a slump. Like, a slump for Austin Matthews is maybe like two or three games without a goal. And yes, he's had like maybe a few of those. But he just, he makes it look so easy. He just goes out there and can score from any angle. He can score from yeah. anywhere on the ice. But I'm very excited for Austin Matthews, what he's going to do in the playoffs. I hope this translates. Obviously, like, his skill set is not going to go anywhere. But, you know, I just hope everyone on the Leafs, man, I got to find, I got to get, like, a wood block to knock on every time I talk about the Leafs in this podcast. You know what I miss? I miss um, the nickname days. You know, like, nowadays, you don't really have nicknames for players. You I know, mean, back in the day, you had Rocket Richard, Super Mario, yeah. the great one. You know, like th- there was like so many nicknames for the. Great Why don't we players. just start calling Austin Matthews the Great One, the Greater oh, One? We'll give him a new nickname. <laughs> you know, like he's got Big Poppy. I mean, Joe Bowen gave him that one, Big Poppy. I mean, it's not like widely. What's used. he doing? He's steamrolling the entire league in goals. The Why don't we just call him the Steamroller? The Steamroller. I like it. I Austin like it. Steamroller. Matthews. Austin Steamroller. Matthews. You heard it here first. It's going to catch on. Nickname pending, and we're going to come back to this episode where we decided that this was his nickname. <laughs> Uh, who is your MVP? My MVP is everyone's MVP this year. It's Connor McDavid. Like, yeah. He is stupid good this year. He is just tearing up the league. He, he obviously made it to 100 points in this shortened season, which is unheard of. You know, he was sitting on 96 points after 52 games in a 55-game season. 56? 50... 55. Sure. Why not? It's a shortened season. Anyways, he scored four points to get himself to 100 and it's just ridiculous, you know. Um, in a in an era where, you know, the defensemen are bigger, the game is is a little bit more tightened up. The it's goalie not like pads are bigger. Goalie pads are bigger. Yeah. Rules in place. Um, this is in the 1980s where you know, like there was, you know, like small defensemen, uh, like timid goalies. They they weren't armored up like fucking refrigerators. You know, like they weren't. <laughs> 
they weren't like yeah. they weren't that big in the net, right? Like it wasn't like that. And they never went. It's, they never went down to stop a puck, right? They no. Like do you remember? You can see old footage. And yeah. You can see how skinny the, oh, the yeah. padding was on on goalies. Like it was easier to score. That's 100%. why you saw like some like players like Solani or Yager. Like they would have like 160 point seasons. Yeah, that's why you had like Daryl Sittler had his 10 point game, right? The five assists, five goals. So that's why what what McDavid's doing right now, the way he's dominating, the way he's scoring. The pace he's doing it at it's just unheard of and like he's he's putting his name in the same breath as those other players which is unheard of so without doubt this guy's primed to have a, a big playoff run with edmonton yeah so i mean you know, they won't get out of the north division but it's gonna be i think it's gonna be an edmonton uh toronto finals and it'll be unbelievable to see in the north, yeah. Matthews versus McDavid. Oh, that that, finals. that series has yeah. to happen. I think yeah. you know the first first round series is going to be um, is going to be interesting as well. It's going to be Leafs Habs. I mean, it's looking that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the 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 promo videos. I'm already like imagining them in my head of the McDavid versus Matthews for series. Sure. Oh man, that's going to go down in history. But yeah, I think speaking of going down in history, I think McDavid will go down at the end of his career as one of the greatest players of all time. Just like what he I mean, talk about making it look easy. Like he's just like tearing it up every single night. He just walks around people. Like doesn't matter how good you are. Doesn't matter who you are. He'll walk around you and yeah. make you look like you're in a he, His speed is is blinding. Yeah. Honestly. All right. Let's move on to the next award here. Let's do it. The You Never Saw Me Coming Award. So this is uh, given to the sleeper, I guess you can call it the sleeper of the year award. Someone who, you know, you, you would have never thought could produce at the rate they did this year. Mm-hmm. All right. Who do you have for NBA? Your NBA You Never Saw Me Coming Award. My NBA You Never Saw Me Coming Award is LaMelo Ball. Um, I think because, um, like, going into the season... I think everyone just assumed that LaMelo Ball was being hyped up, whether that's from his dad, LeVar, whether that's from looking at what his brother has, you know, not accomplished in, in the league so far. Like Lonzo Ball, like he, he's good, but he's, he's not, he's definitely not the player that he, that he was hyped up to be. So looking at LaMelo, like looking at what he was doing in preseason, he's like, okay, this guy's got some skills, but once like the actual season starts and his minutes are restricted, like what's going to happen? He went out and he showed that he is not just an overhyped draft pick. Like, he's someone that's going to make an impact right now. He's not someone that's going to come off the bench for future seasons. This is a right now. This is a right now player. So if you, um, you know, had the wherewithal to draft him, whether it was in a late round or you picked him up uh, pretty soon after he started getting hot, you... You you got a good player. You got a good sleeper sleeper player. So I, I yeah, Lamella Ball is my "You Never Saw Me Coming" award. That's a good one. My "You Never Saw Me Coming" award. My sleeper. Mm-hmm. It was a toss up between Julius Randle and Chris Boucher. Ooh. But, um, okay. Okay. You know, like with the season that Chris Boucher has had, I have to give it to him. You know, Chris Boucher came out of nowhere. Uh, just just this season, the way he's produced, I don't understand why Nick Nurse won't give this guy more minutes because because he was trying to he was trying out Aaron Baines. Boucher, Boucher this season just just for stats, he out outperformed his average draft position by 134 spots. 
Wow. He was being drafted on draft day on average at 166th, <laughs> and he's currently ranked 32nd overall. And yeah, you know, and he's like, been injured for a while now too. His stats profile translate perf- it translates perfectly to what he does in fantasy. He's he's only playing 24 minutes a game. Like what the yeah. fuck, Nick Nurse? Give this guy some minutes. <laughs> and it's not even like he's like super young too. He's... And in in those 24 minutes, he's averaging almost 14 points on 52% shooting, almost seven rebounds, almost two threes a game. He's getting an assist and and all, also almost three blocks a game. Like yeah. It's ridiculous. Like this Slim guy duck. needs minutes. Yeah, hundred percent. I think going forward next season, um, that's the thing. Like uh, we have Ken Birch now, so I think he's going to still come off the bench. Like Boucher's going to still come off the bench. He's going to play second fiddle to Ken Birch, but that second unit needs him, though. You know, like yeah, he definitely needs more minutes, though, for sure. Um, let's move on to NHL for the "You Never Saw Me Coming" award. My, do you want me to go first here? Or you want? Sure, yeah. Go, go first. Go first. Uh, my sleeper, the You Never Saw Me Coming Award, is uh, the goalie for Colorado Avalanche, mm-hmm. Philip Grubauer. Grubauer. And I will, me personally, I never saw this coming. You know, not from Grubauer, yeah. because Grubauer was someone who has been a backup most of his career. Yeah. You know, and for what he did this season, I mean, like, he he just went all out this season. And... You know, stole the show in Colorado. Colorado is a great team. You know, they're going to go really deep into uh, the playoffs this they're gonna season. They're going to have a good playoff run, yeah. Uh, they made a great move going out and get Dubnik at the at the deadline, you know, because they they want to, you know, like have some insurance behind Grubauer. But Grubauer is a guy. This entire season, he, like, if you had him in, in fantasy, like, he was the number one goalie overall. Like, with his wins, with his saves... He hardly had to do anything because of that defense in Colorado so stellar. Yeah. So, I mean, my surprise this year was Grubauer. If I knew he was going to put up the, posi- the the points and like the the performance he did this season, he would have been my t- like my probably my first overall pick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, first overall, wow. I okay. think he's going to be a first rounder next season. You think so? In drafts. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like anyone can have a, a good season and then go right back to, you know, being mediocre. Like Hellebuck had a Vesna Trophy winning season last season. And yeah. then this season, you know, he's mediocre. And I drafted him first overall. So, you know, that was my mistake. Um, my <laughs> NHL sleeper award goes to Mackenzie Weger, who is the defenseman on the Florida Panthers. Uh, Florida Panthers, this season at least, um, with, you know, Quinville behind the bench, they, they're putting, putting up numbers. They're putting up points. They've clinched their playoff spot already. They they got Barkov up front. They got um, Huberto up front. Even Anthony Duclair. Um, they're putting up numbers, and so their power plays on fire. And so Mackenzie Weger is is benefiting from that because he's on the top power play unit. He's getting those assists. He's getting those goals. He's getting those hits, and he's getting those blocks. And those in most leagues, those translate to a lot of points. And so. I actually didn't draft him. I picked him up pretty soon after the draft, though. And he's uh, he's been lighting it up for me. I don't think anyone drafted Uyghur. No, know? that's the thing. The reason Uyghur broke out this season is because, you know, the and I'll go on a limb and say this, the all-time greatest defenseman in Florida Panthers history. And this is with, 
you know, guys in, like in Jay Florida Bo- Panthers history. In Florida Panthers history. Yeah, and this I, is like with the that. likes of Jay Bomeister and Robert Svela. You know, like Aaron Ekblad yeah. went down to in- injury in yeah. a devastating manner. Yeah. And, you and know, I still can't get over that video, too. Like, wow, it looked bad. The and moment you can he see went, how much the, pain he is. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like he'll he'll probably never return to the the high, you know, caliber defenseman he is. Hopefully he does. Um, but with his going down, guys like Uyghur stepped up. Yeah, you know, those are some great minutes for you to take on. And yeah, Uyghur did what he needed to do with it. I mean, yeah, he was putting up numbers before that. Even like yeah, before Ekblad went down, but as soon as Ekblad went down, you knew that there there needed to be a new number one on the blue line for the Florida Panthers, and that was Uyghur for sure. Um, plus, he also has a killer, you know, teen stash, so that's pretty cool too. Uh, should we move on to the next one, Neil? Let's move on to the next one here. The next award that we have, one of my favorite ones, <laughs> the Oh My God, Get the Fuck Off My Team Award. What do you think that one is? Uh, it's the reason we have to put explicit beside all of our <laughs> yeah. episodes. Get um, the fuck off my team. So this is the most disappointing player on your team this year. Other words, you you probably heard the term bust before. This is the biggest bust of the year award. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's <laughs> This is a fun one because, I'm, I mean, it's a frustrating one. It brings back a lot of frustrations for the season, but it's a fun one to say. It's time to vent here. It's the, Oh, the time is now. Um, for NBA, my get the fuck off my team award was Hassan Whiteside. I drafted yeah. him pretty high too, because you know he, he came off an amazing season last season. He was coming on to Sacramento. He got traded in the off season, and you know there was an opening for Whiteside to come in and just dominate. Mm-hmm. And he did absolutely nothing. I don't know what I, I still don't know what it is. I've and I've done my research on this too. I, I just don't know why he's not fitting into that system. He went from, you know, an all almost all pro NBA team last season, like an almost all star season last season, to doing absolutely nothing. Like coming off the bench and maybe playing like twelve to fourteen minutes a game. And they're just not even playing him anymore. Like right now specifically, like I know Sacramento's got some things going on, but they're just not playing him at all. He's, he's not even dressing for most of the games. So I just, I don't know what happened to Hassan Whiteside. I drafted him pretty early because I, I thought he was going to get me blocks. I thought he was going to get me rebounds. I thought he was going to put up like a double-double per game. And then just fucking nothing. So yeah. Oh my God, get the fuck off my team. Hassan it's Whiteside. So, it's so crazy because he did so well last season. Yeah. He put up numbers last That's season. And like in, you know, the short span of playing time he got this season... Not so much. He returned to the team that drafted him, the Sacramento Kings. Yeah. And, like, he was just buried on that depth chart, right? Like, Rashawn Holmes is, like, the unquestioned number one center on that team. Well, yeah, now it is. But he performed well last season. Rashawn Holmes did. And, you know, they've got a a decent backup at center in Bagley. Yeah, you know, that's like, very true. He was injured for a lot of it, too. So Are you I really going to give an aging white side more minutes? Or are you going to invest in your guys, right? Like, I, I, I see what I see what they're doing, but at least trade him to a team that could use him. Yeah, right? that's like the, thing. the Raptors. Like, even at the deadline. They could have used, yeah, the Raptors could have used uh, yeah. Hassan Whiteside. He would have had minutes. I don't know. Maybe we'll see something in this offseason with Whiteside. I mean, obviously, if Whiteside wants to play, he's going to have to get out of Sacramento. 
He hasn't. Yeah, and like you know, Whiteside has been very vocal in the past about like yeah. playing. You haven't really heard much from him this season. There's something going on behind the scenes. There must be. There's something going on there. But I I agree with you. He was a huge bust this season. Yeah. Now sticking with you big men, my get the fuck. Oh my god, get the fuck off my team award goes to Yusuf Nurkic. Okay. For a of second the, there, I thought of, you were gonna say Aaron Baines, but I was just like, no, there's no way Neil would ever. Well, have I mean, like team. it's it's granted, like he's everyone's first choice. Like he shouldn't even yeah. be on your fantasy team if he is. That's the thing. That's you the need thing. to get the fuck off fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's owned in like five percent of leagues right now. So. Those five percent of leagues that have delete him your owned, teams, <laughs> delete, just you know, kill yourself. You yeah. know, that's that's basically. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah, do yeah, that. Sure, sure. Yeah. Why not? It's joke. Jo- Yusuf, I guess he can pronounce his first name. Nurkic. Yeah. yeah. You know, I I don't usually base this award um, based on based simply on injury, and now Nurkic has had a history of injury. You know, he's he's battled his way back from serious leg injuries. Um, he did have significant injury this season that cost him thirty two games. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, he was disappointing before the injury. And after the injury, you know, like on a per game basis, he was ranked 138th in the league. And that's 105 spots lower than his average draft position. You know, he was probably drafted in your leagues in the third or fourth round. And you probably thought he was one of the best big men on the table. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, like playing with Dame and and McCollum, you're going to have a lot of a lot of success. Yeah. in that lineup you know and he has in the past you know he's put up big games before with those guys so coming into the season we thought you know third round value like sign me up yeah i was one of them you know but the way he performed this season and just going through that injury i hung on to him put him in my ir slot reactivated him at the end of the year he's starting to come around and put up double doubles nightly but you know right now it's too late if you're not in the finals he did no no help for you. Yeah, he he spent most of the season injured, and just when you wanted him to come back and dominate, he did not. Ennis Cantor yeah. also was playing really well, though. Yeah. So he had to Nurkic kind of had to fight for his position again, um, which might be the reason why he wasn't you know doing as well as one would have hoped. But yeah, he was definitely a disappointment. Cantor was a big pickup for anyone who had Nurkic and had you know like the insight to to you know kind of hedge their bet there you know having Cantor, a lot of winning teams a lot of championship teams got there because of Cantor. so i don't know where this team's gonna go next season hopefully nurkic can stay healthy yeah. but that it all depends on that because he did not play well i don't know if he was playing through injury but it just wasn't his season this season yeah i mean like playoffs might be a different story but mm-hmm. they don't count for fantasy um my nhl oh my god get the fuck off my team award Goes to Patrick Lining. Of course. There's just... I, it, we're talking about, like, not being able to explain how bad of a season they had. Like, I understand he was going through, like, some some stuff in in Winnipeg where, where he was started the season. You know, he, he got into some fight with the management, with the coaches. He wasn't getting along with the players, you know, so... She, how to solve that let's send him to a team coach by john tortorella that's going to really diminish all of the all of the heated heated conversations that, that are going to have 
But um, yeah, no. As soon as he got into Columbus, he just he went back to being the horrible player he he started the season off with. So like I I just don't know. I can't explain. Like he had he had some nights where like you you know you'll see him on the highlight reel. He'll go from he had that one game this season where he went from end to end. Um, and just like walked past everyone, and that that was the lining that that we we knew from pre- previous seasons. But I don't know. I don't know what it was about this season. He just he didn't look like he wanted to play hockey this season. And so we'll, we'll see what happens with him in this off season. Now that John Tortorella has mutually uh, parted ways with the Columbus Blue Jackets, I always love hearing that because it's just the the most passive aggressive thing to put out there. Um, but now that John Tortorella isn't there anymore, we'll see if, you know, line A, something sparks in line A. But, yeah, I don't know. I You know, like, the thing about line A is, like, his performance has really decreased over the last three seasons. You know, since his inaugural rookie season where he tore the league apart scoring 50 goals, he hasn't even, to- like, scraped the surface no. since that. You know, he was a devastating force. Like, once he had the puck on his stick you knew it was a high chance of it going into the net. Now, unless he's like deking past five defenders, there's no chance. No. You're not worried about this player. On top of that, if he's on the ice, he's a defensive liability. That's why he's not getting minutes. And that's why he's getting benched. That's why he's getting benched, yeah. You know, he's he's a a very one-dimensional player and he's not a back you know, check player. He's not going to rush back and help you on the defense. Speaking of Tortorella, like he, this is his last season in uh Columbus. But I, I was reading a story this morning about um, someone who it was actually one of his assistant coaches on Columbus. His assistant coach's wife came out to the press and gave a story about Tortorella, about when um, her husband was hired by Columbus, that Tortorella took them out for dinner. And it was a story on showing the DNA of what Tortorella really is like. You know, in real life. I don't buy it. I don't buy and it. And the story was he took him, or sorry, he took his coach and her out with their youngest child to dinner. And as they were walking to dinner, uh, Tortorella stopped and saw a homeless woman and her dog and gave them money. Further to that story, they went to dinner. He asked the server to buy this homeless woman dinner. He gave them dinner. He actually like asked the server to see if they had any scraps in the back, gave the dog some scraps as well, and then gave them some more money. And like the story was like he went out of his way and, and did this. You know, I just think, you know, like Tortorella is a great person. He's just not a great coach. Yeah. Okay, fine. I'll agree with you there. He is a great person. Whether or not that story is true is a you know, neither here nor there. But, but if you were the coach of Columbus, you would have benched Line as well. 100%. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not taking that away from Tortorella. I just think he's a bad coach. Yeah. Uh, the, oh my God, get the fuck off my team award in NHL is Freddie Anderson. Really? I mean, yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, Freddie fair. Anderson was a complete liability this season. For where you drafted Remember him. Remember when he was expect- your pickup of the week, like, uh, last you know, week? There's no harm in putting him on your IR, you know? like. Yeah, fair. There's no harm in doing that. But this entire season has been an absolute gong show for Freddie Anderson. His stats, his performance has decreased significantly over the last three seasons. 
I really think if the Leafs decide to go back to Freddie Anderson with him coming back, he's currently doing um, a conditioning stint in the AHL right now with the Marlies. If they turn the reins back to Freddie Anderson, it's going to spell doom for this Leafs team. You know, goaltending is the most important piece of a hockey team's foundation. And at this point, the Leafs look like one of those beautiful beach homes built on stilts, except right now the stilts are toothpicks. <laughs> you know, like... Okay, fair, yeah. They're super tall toothpicks. and They're super tall toothpicks. You know, they they the Leafs have patched together their goaltending this season with many faces. You know, Campbell has, has looked really good. They went out and got Riddich, who sucks. They've got Hutchinson, who sucks. They've got Anderson, who sucks. So, I mean, like, it's a patchwork defense. Campbell looks really good this season. Campbell looks good. You know, there there are times that he doesn't look good. He's been pulled in a few games. But, again, you you can't feel confident with this guy on your team. And especially when you drafted him, probably in the second or third round in fantasy leagues this season, you got zero on your investment there on him. Yeah. I mean, you got a lot of a lot of wins because you know he's playing on the Leafs. Probably early on in the season, but early on, yeah. Uh, should we move on to our next one? Let's move on. The make you look like a genius award. So this is, you know, a savvy move that you made in the season. You know, best waiver pickup of the year. Why don't you start us off? For NBA, um, he was my. He, I actually drafted him. He was my last pick. And when I saw that he was available mm-hmm. still in the draft, I could not believe it. I thought at that point, for sure, he would have been gone. And that's Karis LeVert. Everyone kind of just assumed that, you know, with, with KD coming in and, you know, Kyrie as the starting point guard in Brooklyn, that Karis LeVert wasn't going to get any minutes at all. And we did not see that. We saw Karis LeVert coming in and just tearing it up. And it's it's really unfortunate what happened to his season, um, you know, when he got traded um to Indiana and then what happened with the, I mean, it's, it's amazing what happened um, in terms of, you know, catching it before it, it festered, but he, he sat out most of the season and I unfortunately um, had to drop him because I was, I was out of IR slots, but um, yeah, it, it, in the beginning of the season, you looked like a genius for drafting him and I drafted him pretty late. So hats off to me. Let's, let's just all clap for me. Anyways, it's <laughs> low clap. Low clap. Go ahead, Neil. <clears throat> Kelly Olenek. Kelly Canadian boy Olenek. Good old Canadian boy. Holy. Like on the season, he's the 70th ranked player overall. But over the last month, he's the 18th. And he could not have found a better landing spot than with the Houston Rockets. So he got traded midseason. And he's done nothing but tear it up in fantasy leagues. And if you pick, managed to pick this guy up off the waivers, you're probably looking at a championship right now. You look like a genius, yeah. Um, yeah, the, it, it's good that he's on the Rockets because the Rockets are kind of looking at what they have going mm-hmm. forward right now. So they're kind of giving everyone almost a tryout right now, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, that's why Kevin Porter Jr. was almost my make you look like a genius word. But I couldn't take it away from Karis LeVert. You couldn't? I couldn't. Uh, all Olenek has done is average 20 points, 9.1 rebounds, 4 assists, almost 2 steals, and a block a game. So, I mean, like, if you have that off the waiver wire you're looking good you look like a genius yeah 100 percent. all right let's move on to our final topic here our final category for our award show here oh we haven't done nhl yet we haven't done nhl let's don't do, take uh... this away from me <laughs> <laughs> let's 
Let's do uh, some NHL. Made you look like a genius. I was excited to talk about this one, and you almost just pulled the rug right out from under me. Uh, My Make You Look Like a Genius award is someone that no one drafted. Is someone that, you know, going into this, you you saw him as, you know, a player that was just like, if he, you know, if he has a couple good games, maybe I'll think about picking him up. And that that's Vincent Trocek. Oh, God. Your love for Vincent oh, Trocek. Oh, my goodness. He was, yeah, he was my pickup of the week a couple weeks ago. I just, oh, my God. What he's what he's done in Carolina, he's, he's found a home in Carolina. He had, two seasons ago, he almost got the Rocket Richard Trophy. And, you know, last season, he, he kind of had some injuries and he didn't look like the even a shadow of the player he was. And so going into this season, you thought, you know, oh, he's he's probably going to get injured. You know, he'll have a bad season. Uh, then he started doing really well. And as soon as he was on my watch list, as soon as he started doing well, I was like, that's it. Get on my team. Let's go. Let's do this. Actually, <laughs> so I started off the season with a specific name for my fantasy team. And that was Voracek Yourself. Vor- it was specifically, <laughs> Neil has his head in his hands right now, but I'm just going to keep talking. Uh, he, my, my team name was Voracek Yourself. And I had to change that when I picked up Trocek because of what he was doing to my team. What he was, he kept me in first throughout most of the season. Um, and I changed it to Trocek Yourself. And so on the trophy that I have already ordered for myself, um, the, the plaque says 2020 winner Josh Sanger. Or 2021 winner Josh Sanger. Tro check yourself. Anyways. Go ahead. Go ahead, Neil. Take it away. You have to get his name tattooed on your ankle or something. I feel like, like I have that, to. You know, like I, point, I've come to that point where I just have to. You are just so much in love with Vincent Trocek that you might, you might even name your firstborn child Vincent. Yeah. Just on, you know, out of, out of respect for the player. Yeah. You know? Did I ever tell you he came in? He came into the restaurant once when he was with Florida. God, here we go. All right, so a little anecdote. Here, here we go. <laughs> he came into the restaurant, and I was I was bringing their food over, and I I saw that it was him. I knew. Did you, did you see like an aura around him? I just saw a bright light that okay. was just coming, and I I needed to you know shield my eyes a little bit. But then when the bright light subsided, I saw Vincent Trocheck, you know, just lounging in a booth, and I was bringing him his pizza, and you know. We locked eyes for a second, and we didn't say it, but I, I felt the love. I felt it. So I was just like, all right, th- this is a connection here, and it's it's going to stick here. That's the story we all needed, you know. It is. In, in a time where, you know, so many things are uncertain. Should, uh, that, that might one day become like a, a premise of a movie, you know, like just the... I've already written it. <laughs> the way, you're, way, you're, way your eyes locked together oh, there. yeah, yeah, 100%. And then... <laughs> Uh, then we won. We won. I feel like this wasn't just a win for me in this fantasy season. This was a win for us. This was a win for me and Vinny. Vinny, yeah. you got. You guys are on nickname status. Yeah, right? I've never said it out loud before, but here we are. Anyways, My... I'm gonna. I'm gonna start getting emotional. So you just take it away. Now. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna move on here. <laughs> uh, my made you look like a genius award for the NHL is Brian Rust. And, you know, Brian Rust was not drafted in many leagues. You know, probably the deepest of leagues, yes. But Brian Rust playing this season, got some power play time, picked you up some power play goals. He had six on the season. He finished the season, or he's currently sitting at 22 goals and 20 assists. 
you know, for a guy that just sitting on the waiver wire for you to get 22 goals in 50 odd games, that's good. You know, like go out and get this guy next season. He's probably going to be a third or fourth rounder, especially if he's playing with Crosby or Malkin. My made you look like a genius award is Brian Russ currently sitting at 58th on the uh, season rank. Yeah. I actually had him on my team for a while. Yeah. Um, and he was, he was doing well for me. Yeah, anyone playing with with Malkin or Crosby is gonna is gonna put up numbers for you for sure. So, absolutely. All right, our final, not to be too premature here, but the final award is the Baby's First Step Award. So our rookie of the season, you know, one of those savvy rookies that you might have had on your roster this season that may well have brought you to the playoffs and the finals. Yeah. So who do you have for the NBA rookie of the season? For NBA, um, I know I already said Lamelo Ball, so I can't really I can't say his name again. But um, I think the person who's going to win MVP in real life and the MVP, or sorry, a Rookie of the Year in real life and Rookie of the Year here is Anthony Edwards. Um, he was drafted high in real life. He was drafted fairly high in you know in most fantasy leagues, um, but he's just what he's been doing. In uh, Minnesota is just, you know, he's going off there. So I think definitely if you had him on your team, you are definitely happy right now. I did not have him on my team, but um, I, I wish I did. I, I missed out on that draft pick for sure. I've got to go with Tyrese Halliburton. Tyrese. You know, I, if you, you know, I had this guy on my team earlier, early on in the season because he, you know, like had his credentials. He was very overlooked in the first couple picks of the draft. He he probably I think he went like twelfth to Sacramento, and he was buried on yeah. that team behind guys like Fox or Buddy Heald, and he still you know came off the bench and put up stats and like did not hurt your fantasy field goal percentage if you're in category leagues. He just went out and did his thing, and now with with guys like Fox being on the protocol list and being out two weeks. It's unfortunate that, you know, like uh, Halliburton got injured. He had a knee injury. But this is a guy that's going to tear it up in leagues next season. So my baby's first step award, the rookie of the year, is Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, he's. we're just seeing like a small sample size of what he's going to do next season. He's going to go off next season. Uh, Moving on to NHL. Um, I have another anecdote after this after this pick, but it's a name that I have to say with an accent, and that's Tim Stutzla. Really? Oh yeah, not surprising. Hundred percent. Just I, I think it was um, it was Jack Campbell who uh, one game uh, between Ottawa Senators and uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Jack Campbell saw Stutzla coming at him, and just the way he described the way Jack Campbell described afterwards, you know, the skill level of Stutzla coming at him is something he's never seen before, especially from someone so young. Um, and he actually scored his, his first uh, NHL hat trick the other night. Speaking of my, uh, my anecdote, um, feel good story anecdote, but, um, but there no, there were no fans in the stands, so no one could throw their hats on the ice. And so there were some kids in the Ottawa area where Stutzla was residing that came to his backyard and there's a video it's online i'm sure you can find it but there's a bunch of kids that came to his backyard and threw all their hats into his backyard did you see this video no it's the cutest thing but suits was standing on his deck while all these like tiny kids and jerseys and ottawa senators jerseys are just throwing a bunch of hats that they have into his backyard and it's the cutest thing 
and it's definitely a feel-good story. But um, yeah, no, that is my uh, rookie of the rookie of the year. German's got game, man. He's German's just. I think game. he's only eighteen years old, right? Yeah, he's uh, he's a dry settle in the making. Let's say that. Interesting. Uh, my rookie of the year is twenty-four years old, and he goes by the first name Kirill. And he was kirling the league this year. Oh, wow. Kaprizov. That was just... You thought... <laughs> this is... You thought my Trojak yourself was bad? <laughs> you're going to go with it. Oh, Kaprizov. Man. You know, this is a special talent here. And, you know, the Minnesota Wild, all fans of the sport, has waited a very long time for Kirill Kaprizov to arrive to the NHL. Mm-hmm. And every game he plays, he proves that he was worth the wait. You know, over his last five games, he's shown his his love for theatrics. And he's he, over his last five games, he's had an OT winner. Mm-hmm. He's had two third-period goals. He's had uh, a game-tying goal, another game-tying goal with 52 seconds left. Like, he is a special player, and he's only going to continue to get better at 24 years of age. If you get a chance to draft this kid early next season in your draft he's available yeah. if he's available go out and get him because he's he's only gotten better as this season has progressed as he you know acclimates himself to the nhl mm-hmm. he now holds a lot of rookie single season records for goals assists all this stuff for the uh the minnesota wild so and he's definitely fun to watch like you were saying yeah he's got 11 goals in his last 11 games so again like he's gotten better with the season so my rookie of the year goes to kaprizov all right. Well, folks, that wraps up our uh, our Thoughty Awards of 2021. Thank you for joining us. Uh, yeah. All right. So that actually ends our full episode as well. Next week, uh, I'm very excited. We're going to talk about uh, the NBA and NHL playoffs because they're going to be just getting underway uh, when it comes to next week. We got NHL starting this weekend. I don't think we have a specific date yet for the NBA playoffs, but oh boy, I'm excited. Yeah, we also have launched our Twitter account. Follow us on Twitter at SYT Podcast. Oh, we're going to have some fire tweets coming at you for sure. We got it. We will see you next week for some playoffs. Take care, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shoot Your Thought Podcast. Podcast.